Joining us now is State Representative Mike Murphy. Uh, Representative, thanks for taking time with us this morning, and I wanted to talk to you about unemployment, something you've got your uh, close eye on, uh, being on the Restore Illinois Commission. We just got the state's unemployment numbers, uh, where it looks like we're actually going the opposite way of what the national trend is. We saw 27,900 people file for initial claims last week. It's nearly 2,000 more than the week before. The national trend seems to be uh, declining unemployment filings. Uh, so give us a lay of the land. What's going on with benefits, and what are you hearing from your constituents and their ability to get through to the Department of Employment Security, also given that uh, we continue to hear of more possible cases of fraud? Exactly, Greg. You you hit the nail on the head in all cases. Uh, uh, people are still struggling to uh, get on. Uh, I this week, we, I had uh, one person contact me, said the benefits started, and then for some reason they stopped, and they're having trouble getting a hold of uh, anyone from IDES to, to take care of that. We're trying to help them out. Um, other people are filing claims for the first time and are, are filing, finding out that the callback system isn't quite exactly how it's uh, supposed to work. It's taking them a lot longer to get callbacks. And then in regards to fraud, uh, just uh, the other day I had a local uh, elected official call me and say that uh, they got a credit card in the mail from Key Bank uh, for their benefits that they never applied for. Right. Yeah, I, I know of another uh, couple of stories that I've seen of just that exactly happening, and not just the people getting these uh, debit cards in the mail, but they know right off the bat it's fraud, and they call the IDES hotline to try to report it and they can't get anybody on the line yeah it, that's exactly what happened in this case so uh they called me and i said we will take care of it for them uh but it just makes me worry how many people are getting these cards and actually cashing them or you know are are activating them and, and finding out how much this they, they have on there and, and might be using them i'm, I'm afraid even though that the people who got these might not be the ones who uh, started the fraud. Uh, they might, there might even be a mistake. They might be thinking this is another federal stimulus plan or, you know, bailout or whatever. Wow. But, that, uh, that's a good point, Mike, because it's like people get confused a little bit about that. You know, they know that people have been getting checks and stuff. I mean, we're not everybody that gets one of those cards in the mail is going to be, oh, wow, great. I can, I can be a fraud or whatever. They think it might be something that they're entitled to them. Yeah. Right. So and and that's that's why I've been asking for a subject matter hearing with IDES. I want Key Bank especially to be there. I think they need to answer questions. Uh, we had them at the Restore Illinois, and to be honest with you, there's still more questions and uh, left to be answered than that, what they uh, satisfied us with. Uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, I want to talk about the Restore Illinois Commission because, uh, you know, Chris and I were uh, unpacking some of the, the positivity rate numbers that are being used, like, for instance, Region 1. Uh, there's a lot of criticism about the number uh, being the trigger to uh, put more COVID-19 mitigations in place. Uh, what's the uh, the status of the commission? Uh, is it just like you guys are getting a phone call from uh, a, a Pritzker administration official and they give you essentially like a, a press conference? conference of sorts and or is there actual ability to hold some people accountable and get some things going to manage this crisis no it's it's more like what you said it's more of a press conference uh, a lot of powerpoints a lot of discussion 
and then we do have a, a time to answer some questions. But there's no there's no way that we can hold them accountable. Uh, we have no no way to uh, make change. We're we're just uh, being advised what's going on and and not really having any uh, impact on on making change. And once again, as you guys know, I, I say this every week that we're on here together that the General Assembly needs to be back in session to, uh, to have hearings, to provide support. We need to help these agencies succeed. Right now they're failing, and a lot of reasons is they're not getting support from the General Assembly, whether that's uh, changing current statute or, uh, or having a new law in place that will allow them to function better. It's just really frustrating that uh, we're now seven, eight months into this, and the General Assembly is still AWOL. We're talking with State Representative Mike Murphy. Uh, one of your uh, co-members, by the way, um, Stephanie Kifowit of the uh, Restore Illinois Commission. Uh, I want to get your reaction to something here in a moment uh, about uh, an announcement she just made this morning. But uh, what's her response been to you calling for her to call a, a, a hearing uh, of the uh, State Government Administrative Committee to hold IDES and the Pritzker administration accountable for this? Uh, her her reply was it would be redundant since uh, IDES is dealing with Restore Illinois. She feels like the Restore Illinois is the answer to uh, to dealing with IDES. And, and I don't think that's at all the, the answer. It's not uh, open to the public. We cannot have uh, witnesses come in. And we, I can't have my constituents come in and explain to them how difficult it is dealing with IDES, and so uh, having just uh, IDES deal with the Restore Illinois Commission is not the answer, and I'm very disappointed that she feels like uh, there's no need for a, a, a hearing and called it being redundant. It it's, wouldn't be redundant. It would be the, the right thing to do to make these people uh, be held accountable. Speaking of uh, State Representative Kipfowit, uh the Oswego Democrat announcing this morning, Mike, I don't know if you've seen this, you're on the road, but she's announcing she's trying to be the next Speaker of the Illinois House, saying that uh, she called for Madigan to step down over the summer, over the implications in the federal probe, uh, and she says that uh, he doesn't have the right values for the job and is announcing that she's going to make a bid uh, for Illinois House Speaker. What's your response to that? Well, I, I did hear about that. Uh, I talked with uh, one of my staff members this morning, and they informed me of that. So uh, I, I'm not totally surprised that somebody's uh, stepping up and uh, making a challenge. As you all know, some, some members were brave enough, and i got to give Stephanie credit here. She was one of the earliest ones to ask for the speaker to resign uh, in the midst of all his uh, legal issues. And so... Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if we have uh, at least one or two more in the next month or so, especially after the election, uh, step up and try to make a challenge uh, for the speakership. With what you said, though, on her uh, handling of the uh, uh, state government administrative committee and not calling com- uh, committee hearings, is that the, the right amount of fortitude needed for a job like speaker? No. <laughs> I, I think uh, Stephanie has some issues that she's going to have to uh, deal with before uh, she would be able to get support in her caucus. I, I can't speak for her caucus, so I've never been in a, a Democrat caucus meeting, so I don't know uh, uh, how they feel about Stephanie there. But uh, 
I, I just think there's some other candidates over there who would probably get better traction and uh, have a realistic chance to become speaker. State Representative Mike Murphy, thank you so much for taking time with us this morning. Uh, Chris, you got uh, any other follow-ups there? I was just going to say, Mike, do you see this being as a giant power vacuum like many people think if the speaker does resign or or does have to move on or does get removed from office? Is this going to be a huge power vacuum in the Democratic Party, or do you see somebody that might jump out in the lead? I I think it's going to be very interesting if whenever the speaker leaves, uh, whether it's... um, because of his issues here, or if he lasts for another term or so, whenever he leaves, I think it's going to be very interesting because of all the different factions they have in the Democrat caucus. And that's just from uh, observing on the floor and, and how they deal with, with each other. There, there's definitely going to be a, uh, it's going to be, get your popcorn and let's watch this. Cause <laughs> it's going to be fun to, fun to watch uh, who comes out uh, uh in charge of that uh, caucus. Well, it, and it wasn't just, uh, you know, watching, you know, what's going to happen uh, publicly. Uh, when I talked with uh, Kent Redfield about this several months ago, about the power vacuum, he said uh, what's really going to be telling is what happens behind closed doors and the types of power plays that are made. Uh, so yeah, there, there, there's going to have to be some, some deals made for them to be able to get to the number of votes they need to become speaker because uh, they, they have some very strong segments of their caucus and uh they always don't get along but uh they're very strong and uh, i don't think there's one segment strong enough to have uh, enough votes without uh, uh getting uh, allegiance from another uh, section state representative mike murphy uh thank you so much for taking time with us this morning we'll check back in with you soon all right no problem